Pod Podcast, the Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. We're here. Oh. Sir, that is that's just a Dr. Pepper for anyone who is curious. Diet Dr. Pepper. I just this is actually Sean and I have been doing a lot today. We're we've pre-recorded some things for the future in advance. And so it's been we're working hard and we got a lot of stuff to talk about with you today. Some news of products that you may want to put on your radar, but also there was a gigantic tournament that happened recently. But first of all, Sean, how have you been doing since the last time we potted? I mean, I've been doing well. I've been doing well, Jake. Like uh, like you said, we have gotten some stuff for the following week. Not to hype next week's episode at the very beginning of this week's episode. That feels weird, but good stuff. I just, yeah, we just want to say that we're really excited for next week's episode because it's going to be awesome because we did next week week's episode before we recorded this it's 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 all timey-wimey you know nonsense for the doctor who fans out there but jake jake do you want to kick us off with the review i'll kick it off with the five star review as always at the beginning of the podcast before we get into the news we talk about the lovely reviews that y'all leave now you can leave your own review especially on apple itunes it doesn't have to be five stars you can be honest it could be three stars two stars one star if you're really feeling it just you know tell us how we're doing whether you like us or not this one is going to be left with retro activation the title's a little bit cut off, so I don't know exactly what it is. It's a it's a long title, but let's get into the review because it's a big one. If you're looking for the best podcast on the Pokemon TCG, let me save you some times because the Metapod with Jake and Sean has it all. From the current meta to news and rumors on upcoming TCG products and events, you won't find another podcast that so consistently delivers on those fronts and more. The production quality is equally impressive and the dialogue is always fun and enjoyable. A great podcast for casual collectors, tournament players, and Pokemon fans of all ages. And uh, this person actually got a job thanks in parts of the Metapod. Excuse me, how? I didn't I didn't read this prior, so this is my first time <laughs> okay. reading it. So I was like, whoa, wait a minute, hold on. I was solopreneuring it last year when I started listening regularly with three kids who are into Pokemon and a history of playing collectible card games in the 90s. It was a great way to start diving into the Pokemon TCG. Then a few months ago, I decided to switch things up and applied for a position at my LGS local game shop for everyone that doesn't know. Pokemon is their bread and butter and the insights from your show served up as the perfect primer to help get me up to speed and land the job. Wow, that's really, really cool. Actually, that's crazy. Many thanks, and here's to the next 100 episodes. Can we get you guys to commentate on regionals and worlds? You would uh. do great. No joke. Sean and I have actually really thought about doing like, well, okay. So here's the thing to commentate at like the regional or the world level. You have to be like, you have to have a pretty good resume. Like just mm -hmm. talk to Ethan Heggie, you know, one of the newer commentators or like a Scarzig, one of the new commentators in the, in the Pokemon scene, they have a big resume commentating tournaments and, and Sean and I are very busy people. So it's hard to find time, but we do have some cool pins that we could match if we ever decide to cast one day, actually. I actually have it. It's behind yeah. me. You can't see it, but... Mine's over there as well. I mean, I like how your pitch for us is, 
You know, we don't have a lot of experience casting Pokemon no, no, events, but no, we've okay, got look, matching pins. I have <laughs> years. I have years of broadcasting experience. It's literally what I studied in school. And Sean, you've been a content creator for a long time. You've yeah. run your own tournaments, Digimon, I, Pokemon. So, and I'll, I'll but, put on my resume, I did commentate Digimon Worlds. I did. Um, I did one time commentate. I've only commentated like one kind of big Pokemon event, and this was a couple years ago when the pandemic first started and the online scene really, you know, started going. I commentated a Pokey X online tournament. Oh yeah, I remember those. Yeah, yeah. So I was a last second. I was the last second audible call though, <laughs> you know. But I still delivered on that. I still, I still did great. But it, it's. I would love to commentate regionals. Like I have, I have a lot of uh, stuff as like play-by-play and commentary for sports, football, yeah. basketball, baseball, softball, soccer, swimming, lacrosse. Like, and I kind of, I kind of would do that too. Like I would. You'd be the play-by-play, and I'd be the color commentator. Yeah, yeah. I would be like, he draws seven cards. Oh my gosh! And there he goes. And then you would be like, well, he did that because. It's <laughs> like, well, he did that because I don't know because I don't understand the mind of a. Of a skilled Pokemon. That is player. not true, Sean. That we just talked to I someone know. who is huge. Anyways, <laughs> without spoiling anything that's coming up in the next couple weeks, thank you again so much for leaving that review. That was a really cool review. Congratulations on your job, and we hope that our podcast brings many, many joys to other people. And you could get joy by jumping into our first topic, which could be related to lot of people the mcdonald's promos are back sean do you collect the mcdonald's promos in uh recent years sean uh well the the more recent year which was the pack that came out last year i think it yeah. was kind of hard to collect with people selling the entire case on ebay so no yeah, i do you not have collect uh, certain people that start with a and end with drive you know going to mcdonald's and ordering like 350 packs whatever yeah. and so oh joe schmo anyways eh, enough of that but <laughs> mcdonald's is doing a new promotion that's taking place this year august 9th to september 26th so for uh, almost two months a little over a month and a half they're going to be having these promotional cards packs again but there's a little bit more than just the packs this time around each pack will or i'm sorry each happy meal will come with a four card promo pack a tcg coin that is the big thing in my opinion and a match battle spinner toy the coins and toys will feature pikachu Growlithe, smeargle victini rowlet and gossifleur which really really cool sean i i'm gonna be honest i'm really hyped about this mostly because of the coins yeah. i love collecting the coins and these look like all gold coins, right? Like the Rowlet coin, right? My boy Rowlet, you know, he's he's in the past just been a green coin, like mm -hmm. just a dark green S color coin. Now, though, he's gold. So it's a new coin to collect. It's like a bunch of these are like almost new coins, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, they're interesting. They'll probably be the plastic coins that we are familiar with seeing in like other things, like smaller ones. Mm -hmm. But... The thing that is w interesting to me is, I don't know, Jake, have you ever heard of this match battle type thing before? No, I mean, these are always, the toy that comes with it are always like these obscure, like weird things. I don't know. I'm always in it well, for like either the pack or whatever. 
Well, the, the weird thing, though, that I'm thinking about, like, is it that you open your pack and then you play the Pokemon from your pack and, like, the spinner keeps count of, like, something? I don't know. Like, it seems I like... I don't really know how it's done. You know what we should do, though? We should go out when these come out and make a YouTube video of us playing each other. That would be kind of nifty. I don't know. Extra nifty. episode on the YouTube. But the way that they're breaking it down is that it looks like they're doing this by week. So... I talked about the Rallet coin. You know, I really, really want the Rallet. Mm -hmm. It looks like the Rallet coin is only going to be given out week one, week two, and week seven. And so if you're looking on the YouTube channel and Spotify, basically a video version of this podcast, you will see the picture that Sean has pulled up of a breakdown of the weeks and different coins. Now, whether McDonald's employees will care enough to follow you know this guideline of weeks that is to be determined we don't know about that but i think it's a good you know point of like oh you're a big fan of gossip floor right yeah. you love gossip floor you really want the gossip floor coin so you're gonna kind of look around like week five week six you know and so maybe between week four and week seven you know you you go to mcdonald's a lot to try to get that gossip floor coin um, but that's just an interesting observation because in the past, I don't think it has been this uh, complex, I would say, with the with the toys. I feel like it's just been like yeah. random, you know, with yeah. their toys. Yeah, it is interesting that they have decided to divvy up by weeks like this. There might be like a a business reason of like they wanted people to come back. Instead of just getting a bunch within week one, they want people to come back every couple of weeks to a McDonald's. So like, yeah, they worked and I it wonder, out. I wonder as well, because in the article on Pokey Beach, which is where we're looking at this, there was a lot of conversation about, you know, last year's Pokemon packs. And I made a joke of this earlier, but people just <laughs> going out and Sean made a joke of it earlier, just getting a whole bunch at one time. And so I wonder if they're trying this time around with the di with the distribution of weeks of trying to like sparse out their their packs and their goodies and stuff. And so like, OK, you can only give out this many this week and you can only give out this many this week to try to spread it out instead of just like losing all of your packs like day two of yeah. a 10 day event, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it probably has a lot to do like with like the you know giving with the each... people just buying out a yeah. bunch i mean i remember um it wasn't the first day but like the second week of last year or something like that mcdonald's actually put a restriction on how many happy meals like you could buy you know because of the response of people just buying them out the first week but these this year's packs will have 15 reprinted cards going as far back as Shining Fates, Ladybug, Rowlet, Gosfler, Growlithe, Victini, Lapras, Pikachu, Chinchow, Flaffy, Tynamo, Cutify, Beware, Pangoro, Drampa, Smeargle. Love me some Smeargle, but they are also going to be printed on a special confetti hollow foil paper used uh, for all the past McDonald's sets. So it'll be kind of like hollow versions, the confetti hollow versions of these cards, which are cool in my opinion. Like I have some of the McDonald's cards and I love them. Like they're, they're just fun to collect. Yeah. I will say like, if the flaffy is the legal version flaffy, like it, it would be kind of cool. Cause I don't know if any of the other ones have any playability anywhere. 
to be honest. I mean, it depends. Usually McDonald's promos do not have any no. sort of playability whatsoever. Uh, and I doubt the Rowlet will be the Sword and Shield base set Rowlet that, you know, does the bird keeper. I effect. would love, oh my that gosh, cool. if they do, if they do the, the Darkness Ablaze one, the one that for people who know kind of my content and whatever, know my background, this wall over here that's covered in Darkness Ablaze Rowlets, mm -hmm. one of my favorite cards of all time. If it's that Rowlet, I'll go bonkers, <laughs> Sean. I'll, I'll buy it out. I'm sorry. It is. Look, look. Yeah, I look see. Look at the image. Look at the image. It is it literally is. that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm going to buy out every <laughs> McDonald's. I'm sorry. But you know, that's just how it's going to be. I will say, if it's a good Flaffy, the good Flaffy, the one that accelerates lightning energy, right? It'll mm -hmm. be wild to think that a McDonald's promo version is what makes that deck max rarity. <laughs> like, that's, that would, I think that would make, because I don't think there's, is there, a, is there a gold version of that Flaffy? I don't think um, so. There's a character rare version. Oh. I'm pretty sure there is a gold version of it. Uh, but okay, you could argue that the McDonald's version, like the hollow of the, is like the most rare, right? Because it's limited edition. Yeah. Right? They're not going to make these packs forever. They're just going to make it in a short amount of time. So, you know, who knows? You could make an argument. McDonald's promo. <laughs> Um, max rarity anyways i'm gonna be getting that rallied but uh, <laughs> that was so we did not plan on talking about that no. for that long because <laughs> i i mean we only talked about it so long because i found out rallied was a thing in there but anyways there are more products coming out in the fall including this year some fall 2022 tins so we've talked about tins in the past specifically the Evolutions Tin, the V Heroes Tins, if you remember, with Umbreon, Espeon, Sylveon. We talked about them a couple times, wondering if they were going to get, like, alternate arts or whatever, or if they were going to be different. Well, this time around, they have introduced Rotom V, Gallade V, and if you're looking on the screen, Garatina V. Garatina, one of the, what I consider to be literally one of the best decks that's going to come out of our next set um you're going to be able to get those v's in tins you know very very easily so that'll drive down the price and that'll be really really cool sean yeah i mean of all of these i think actually you know the gallade v i'm not sure if the gallade v is really that playable but the other two are surprisingly playable like like your team we of, talked about we talked about the Rotom and how yeah. we thought the Rotom was cool and some cool ideas with it. And I mean, I mentioned Garatina, like Garatina, the best card coming out of that set. <laughs> and I believe there's a Rotom V Star as well, right? Yeah, there's so a like, Rotom V Star that'll uh, that you can evolve from your promo Rotom V. Yeah, so like both of these cards, it's like I don't know, like this is for the first time in a long time. Like I know that people love Umbreon V Max, maybe Sylveon. But really, like, those are, I would argue, pretty niche comparatively. But, like, Giratina V and V-Star, people are saying that it is going to be one of the legit decks, potentially, right? Mm -hmm. And the fact that you're getting a tin promo so soon on the heels of Lost Origin coming out, I think is great in terms of, like, keeping some of the price down. You know? Yeah, I mean, obviously the V-Star is going to be costly, but, you know, when you have a V that's relatively cheap, you know, and it goes down a little bit, that always, always helps in terms of deck building. But yeah. the Garatina V artwork, we do not know exactly which artwork it's going to be. There's actually two different artworks that have come out, I believe, um, or that have been seen. There's one where Garatina is kind of rushing in. 
you know if you scroll down at the the end and there, there's a one in the tin that has the showcase on the picture mm-hmm. um where it's kind of like his whole body per se so um interesting i don't know if it'll be a special like promo i can't remember did the eevee hero tins have i think it had different arts for i think they'll because we talked be. about it the first yeah. time we were like oh man these don't have different umbreon bees or whatever yeah and then they ended up doing it i think so yeah it'll be it'll be an interesting thing but these tins if you do not know they will come with five booster packs and they will release 25 dollars usd the uh the european versions will have four booster packs similar to how it was with the ev heroes um but i don't think we have a specific date on when these are coming back yet i think it's just fall 2022 i don't think there's a specific date on it yet yeah i mean my guess with something like this like we know lost origin um comes out september 9th so my guess would be maybe in the realm of like september 23rd like you know like like one of those like late pretty exact date (laughs) well i'm trying to think about like you know when is like a random what, these usually release on like what either Tuesdays or Fridays? Fridays, I think. Yeah, Fridays, I think. Yeah, so like pick a Friday two to three weeks out from the Lost Origin set release, and that's probably not far off, maybe early October. But I don't think it'll be later than that. Mm-hmm. But that's a guess. That's straight up just a guess. It'd be wild to me if this is a November release, though, to be honest. So, yeah. And, you know, we can't guarantee what sets are going to be in there in terms of the packs. It'll probably have, like, two Lost Origin packs and then a bunch of other, like, ones from the Sword and Shield era. Probably, I would say, um, because this will be after Rotation. Mm-hmm. or wait no hold on no rotations it's in not January. happening until next year oh yeah. my gosh yeah i forgot about that anyways I, it'll probably all have sword and shield packs um yeah. you probably won't see any sun and moon i mean i think no. we're past the time of ever seeing sun and moon packs again in stuff especially sean yeah in the big kahuna box i will say there's an also a new box that's releasing on september 1st so coming up sean almost a month away that is huge 14 count them booster packs with also four quote large metallic coins mm-hmm. i like how it says large metallic coins so it's probably going to be those big hunky coins like the uh, professor juniper coin that mm-hmm. was huge that like why on earth would you ever flip those but anyways it's gonna come with that and a bunch of promos as well four foil cards of lucario tyranitar like the regular hollow rares of those and then lucario v tyranitar v and a jumbo lucario v interesting that they don't have like one box that's a jumbo of lucario v and one box that's a jumbo of tyranitar v but you know, whatever. Oh my gosh, um, Jake, the jumbo deck that somebody brought to the now he could evolve into Lucario V Star. Oh yeah, you he could, he do, could it. do an evolution. You still can't have energies though, no. because we don't have jumbo energies. But oh, you could evolve. And so that'll be an interesting thing. Although if I had to take a guess at the world championships, no. you will be disqualified yes. probably for playing a jumbo deck. But um, all of these cards are reprints in terms of the promo cards that you will see in these. But I mean, again, they come with 14 packs. That is a lot 
lot of packs, Sean. It is. I mean, this is do a you weird... remember a product that has like this many? I mean, other than the premium collections, right? Like the premium collections had quite a bit of packs. I thought that was like 10. It might have only been 10, but like. I know like, um, like E.T., like the the Celebrations ETBs had a ton of packs. Ten. And like those those boxes and stuff had a ton of packs. But those were also Pokemon Go packs, which were, or I'm sorry, not Pokemon Go. Pokemon Celebration. Celebrations packs, which were much smaller, you know. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, 14, 14 is quite a lot. This is true. 14 is hefty. Um, I think they're definitely pushing the limit here on the expense, like the amount that somebody was willing to pay for. Yeah, and like you're getting four coins in it too. Like you're not just getting yeah. one coin. You're not getting a, a figure. You know, usually it's just kind of like promo. Like you could have two promos, right? A jumbo card, like a figure type thing. Yeah. Or, you know, coin or something like that. Or pins, you know, sometimes they had like two pins in in the box. It's never been like four coins, like four of those extra items, I feel like. Yeah, I, I, I it will be very interesting to see how well this sells, because to be honest, Tyranitar and the Lucario V, not particularly appealing. <laughs> yeah, like this, whatever. The coins, if you're a if you're a coin collector type thing and you don't mind buying one of these, great. That's but like. It's weird. It's going to take up a lot of shelf space. I don't know. Like this seems like the kind of product that would be a um, like a Walmart exclusive or a Target exclusive type thing too. I, it yeah, or like it Costco. Like yeah, yeah. You know, like this would be like a Costco thing because yeah. Costco is always like you buy in bulk, or whatever, and so you just get a big, big box. You know, in Costco, you're like, I want to buy Pokemon cards. Let's get something with 14 packs in it. Yeah, it's definitely it's a bit odd um, of a box, but. Like, we don't have confirmation, I don't think, on the price right now, so I don't want to try to guess what the price may be. But um, it'll be pretty interesting. I mean, if you want to, if you are someone that just really loves enjoying pack openings and you like collecting like these types of things, this box is for you. You know, if you don't like going out and buying a booster box or whatever, you know, getting a bunch of promo cards, getting a getting a jumbo card, getting some coins, bunch of packs from a variety of sets. Like, this will be a good box for you. I will say, there's usually five bucks a pack, which would put this at about $70 if you go on a per pack price, right? So, it would not surprise me to see this at $70 to $75. So, I would say you might have to buy it for the memes at $69.99. That might be the price. Ooh, so. That would be a nice so <laughs> wink, wink. Anyways, but just, just my thought. That's a, you know, my guess there, but. Who knows? Anything less than that is actually a pretty good deal from Pokemon from a per pack price. Yeah, um, so. I, I would say that, too, just yeah. based on like the products that, you know, we see all the time. But, Sean, that's enough of the collecting business. Let's Indeed. try to talk about sort of the online meta. We're going to go back to talking about the online meta and whatnot, because just very recently, the Limitless Showdown just if you do not know about the Limitless Showdown, there were 339 players, I believe, somewhere around that area in terms of the amount of people. Yep, 339. 339, exactly. And so this is a pretty good, another pretty good event to evaluate what is good right now in the Pokemon trading card game. What are some interesting decks that may have popped up some new stuff that maybe I want to look into, maybe want to try my hand at. And Sean, 
let's talk about first uh, the winning deck. Let's just go over the winning deck as we usually do the winner. This is Arceus Inteleon. So this is a deck, if you do not know, that honestly, this is probably arguably the best deck in format. If you're trying to just get up and try to pick the best deck this is one that you definitely need to consider. We talked about it on this podcast before. You're playing mostly Arceus V and V-Star with the shady dealings in Teleon line. One thing I will say, though, Sean, that I've noticed mm -hmm. in this trend over the last month or so, a lot of people are just taking out quick shooting. Mm -hmm. Now, quick shooting in Teleon is starting to become obsolete. People are going back to just wanting that shady dealings and telling on being able to grab anything you want. Yeah. I mean, it may be like a space thing, right? Cause you're thinking about it. Like you play a four, three, so it's not a four, four line anymore. It's a four, three line. And when you have those three, you're like, okay, well, what do I want more often? I'm going to always be getting the shady dealings one. So if I only run a one of the other Inteleon, it's like, how much do the two pings a turn really matter in the meta? So it seems like people are coming to the realization that it, for the most part, doesn't. Like, it's not going to, it's not like two pings or even four pings are going to put you over the edge in terms of the damage output of the V-Star, which is usually going to be, you know, and this deck's not even playing any. Um, so it's probably usually always 180. 180. Yeah, so you got 180 plus 40 if you're waiting two turns. Mm -hmm. That's not really enough to, not, it's like 220. And if you're not doing the 180, it's 200 plus 40, 240. So if you're not going to be playing the choice bands or choice belts in this, you're not reaching those numbers of 270 or 280 for the V-Star. So, yeah, I get why they took it out. And it makes a lot of sense as well when you talk about Sharon's care. Also, you know, um, especially when you talk about, you know, the math in terms of the numbers, you know, responding to people coming back at you, you know, if they're not knocking mm. you out right or trying to do that, you have turns where you're alternating attacks and you know you got to go every other turn take a knockout so being able to use sharon's care as well a great card with rc's v star because it works great with normal pokemon you're able to just pick up that rc's and put another one down and you know especially with rc's v star's ability to just accelerate energies right back on to um an rc's v that you may have just sharon's care or whatever um, you can start doing a lot of 200s because of the basic energy in this deck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a cool deck. I, the one thing I'm noticing that's um, particularly, I don't know how different this is from other recent Arkantel decks. We haven't really looked at one too, too recently. But like the inclusion of Dunsparce again, like I don't know how many fighting type things are really hovering around. Mm -hmm. Really, the big one is Stonejourner VMAX at this yeah. point, which I think we talked about. Did we talk about that last week? We talked we about it recently. Briefly. Yeah, we did. Um, so the Dunsparce, so I guess it's just there to cover your bases just in case. But also, the one thing I'm noticing here is um, I feel like two pal pads is surprising. It, it, it's a little surprising. I feel like one pal pad is expected, um, but two well here's the thing we are starting especially when you're relying way more on shady dealings right mm -hmm. um you know getting rid of the quick shooting in teleon and instead staying with two shady dealings in teleons 
we are seeing this sort of shift in the format where people are playing less supporters. Like, look at the supporter mm -hmm. line in here. It may not necessarily be less in terms of the overall number, but there's a lot more ones. You know, this yeah. list specifically only has up to two of the same supporters. You know, two boss, two Marnie, two Sharon. I don't think people really go above two Sharon, but like for the boss and Marnie, you know, your draw and your Gus, that's a little bit more surprising. And so... Yeah. You know, you have one Melanie, one Roxanne, one Research, you know, all really, really good cards. And so having the flexibility of using them up to three times, you know, with the two pal pad in the list is very, very interesting and is starting to remind people a little bit of the uh, the Versus Seeker days a little bit. Mm -hmm. Not exactly the same, but providing that flexibility because you have shady dealings to be able to go get your pal pad right away and throw that Melanie that you just literally used back in the deck or maybe you know a boss or something or maybe yeah. you can combo shady dealing drizzle for a pal pad put in you know roxanne boss and yeah. then use Intellion. shady dealings in Talion to go get yeah. roxanne or, or, boss or boss or whatever you may need so it's really interesting with the combo plays that you can do alongside having multiple pal pads especially in a shady dealings deck yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. So, I mean, cool. Very consistent deck. Um, it's still, it's always interesting to see this deck, which is, it doesn't really, it has a lot of shenanigans in terms of, like you said, Sharon's care, and it has good energy acceleration, and, and it has the ability to find its pieces. But, like, the pieces it's finding are pretty straightforward, which is hit with RCS V-Star. Hit with RCS V-Star, right? Like, you might get into a situation late game where, it makes sense to hit with Inteleon's Aqua Bullet. That's the, like, there are very, there's probably some times where, like, that's the right thing to do. But for the most part, what you're doing to end your turn for the attack is always the same. Um, there could be a lot of situations where you do that because if you yeah. think about the prize trade as well, so RCS V and VSAR are worth two prizes. And so if you think about a game, if somebody knocks out three RCs, Vs, or V-Stars, that's six prizes. You know, they go two, four, six. But if you buffer it with an Inteleon, they go two, four, five, seven. You know, yeah. it, you force them to take a seven... Um, seven prize game. A seven prize game. And with Aqua Bullet being 120 damage plus 20 on the bench it does actually a really really good job in still maintaining two shots mm -hmm. on the field maybe um knocking something out or maybe doing setup damage to the active to buffer so then your rcsv star can come in and finish it off with the 180 or 200 or something whatever yeah because that would reach 300 to 320 hp which is really really good um, it just provides a lot of flexibility and a lot of people, especially with one prizes as well in the format, you know, we talked about soul rock lunatone last week. I mean, it, it does a good job just offsetting the prize trade. Yeah. I mean, this is a good deck where like, you know, if you invested in RCS when it came out with brilliant stars, um, and you already maybe had the Inteleon engine floating around, like this is a deck that you haven't really had to spend too much money for the last six months or more. It's just yeah. kind of like, cool bought it once it's still a great deck six months later and i think you know to some degree this will continue to be 
a solid deck, my guess is, until rotation happens. So Well, and then even after that with um, just Arceus in general, yeah, because Arceus, Arceus, Arceus you know, we yeah. see it paired with a ton of things. That's I would true. love to talk about another new pair yeah. that's popped up here uh, here shortly. But, um, you know, it's it's just that card is just so freaking good, Sean. Yeah. Now, Jake, what is... Do you want to go straight into the new pair that you want to talk about? You know what? Let's just do it because I already kind of teased it a little bit. Let's talk about the Arceus Mewtwo V Union list. Now, we know Arceus V-Star. We know Mewtwo V Union, right? We talked about it at mm-hmm. um, NAIC or whatever, but we've never talked about them together, <laughs> Sean, which is crazy. We found out at um naic that mewtwo v union is a good card or good set of cards i will say and so somebody had the bright idea of putting them together and by golly it did well for them making top eight or i'm sorry were they ninth um they were Uh, they were seventh overall so top eight in this limitless event of 339 people yeah yeah this is very impressive i mean I guess I'm trying to think of what, why, Jake, did you watch any gameplay of this? I did not, unfortunately, because I've had a, I, I spent the day on a chair for six hours getting stabbed in the leg a thousand. I got a tattoo for anyone who's curious and it took (laughs) a long time, but it's insane because, you know, we know Mewtwo for a variety of different things, right? Mewtwo has the ability with Union Gate to accelerate energies onto itself, specifically two, which are very, very good. Now, with RC's V-Star, you can kind of bypass that compared to the Mewtwo V Union Milk Tank Tank that we talked about in previous podcasts, where you could just slap that thing on the field and Arceus of three energies onto it right away, which gives you the flexibility of doing a couple different things. You can make a game last pretty much forever doing super regeneration, healing that 200 damage that we've seen in a bunch of decks. You can use size explosion, putting 16 damage counters anywhere on your opponent's side of the field for only the three energies. If you're playing a deck that, you know, has a little bit smaller Pokemon, you know, a bunch of Sobbles, things like that, you can take a bunch of prizes in a single turn or for the four energy, you know, which, I mean, let's let's talk about it, Sean. You know, Arceus accelerates the three, and then all you got to do is just attach one more. You do 300 damage. Yeah. Easy. It's uh, And pretty... so there's a lot of flexibility with this. Yeah, and then you can throw a choice belt on, which they have in the deck, so you're doing 330. Yeah, to, and to I be. mean, like, even if you have a choice belt and then maybe a double turbo on it you know because that maybe that's your colorless energy in the four that you find that's still 310 damage yeah which knocks out pretty much anything in the format yeah i mean i'm looking at this deck another benefit of this is almost certainly going to be the uh that size explosion right like you think about combining that with the rcs v-star you ping something for 200 roughly somewhere around there you ping something else for the same amount and you power this thing up and then boom 16 damage counters if you put eight on each and they're both at 200 all of a sudden that's two 280 shots which is enough to knock out two palkias in one turn 
also, the 16 damage counters will get through mill tank. Yes, so, like, it will. Easy way to like take out a mill tank plus like if you do this in a couple of turns, that's an easy way to basically destroy the stall deck that we were talking about just straight up. There's also canceling Cologne if you just want to whack it for 300. You know, you just hate Milk Tank that much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess so. Yeah. That's probably more for like the Arceus, though. To you know, through. when your Arceus is yeah. up there, yeah, you cancel it. You can Starbirth for canceling Cologne, just grab it right out of the deck and use it and get through that annoying Milk Tank. But, yeah. anyways, there's a lot of things in this list that are very interesting. The trekking shoes, the turbo shoes. We've talked about mm -hmm. on this podcast how some decks are starting to, or at least there was a phase for a little bit of turbo decks popping up that utilized trekking shoes, just slotting four in because it's a really, really cool card in here. But also, especially finding the V unions, the difference between like Sanders' deck and this deck is this deck is playing two Adventures Discovery and one mm. Professor Burnett. Sean, if you do not remember what Adventures Discovery does, it is a supporter where you can search your deck for up to three Pokemon V, reveal them, put them in your hand, then shuffle your deck. It, I think it first came up with Arceus Duraludon. Uh, um, I think is kind of the first deck to really, really play this. Yeah, I think it did that because the Arceus Duraludon deck played so few Pokemon otherwise that it was mm -hmm. like, okay, cool, this is your setup, right? You will you can get all your Pokemon set up on one of the turns, and then kind of like how some of the old uh, decks played Sonya. Yes. Uh, just to get that all the pieces they need. And once they get them, then you're good to go. And then Professor Burnett is also really interesting of a supporter. This was a promo card, I believe. Oh, gosh. It, where... came, it came in the V-Union boxes. Oh, yeah. That's right. In the V Union boxes, it is a supporter that says search your deck for up to two cards and discard them, then shuffle your deck. Very easy to just go ahead and slide your uh, V Union pieces into the discard pile. So then you can do the the uh, what's the Yu-Gi-Oh thing? Exodia. Uh, yeah, you can, you can Exodia, Exodia onto yeah. the field. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I think obviously the main challenge of this deck is it it relies on you getting all of the pieces of the V union in there because like, look, don't get me wrong. RCS V star is a great card by itself, but by itself, it cannot win a tournament. It just can't. It needs some other support to get it. That's there. why you see it played with like shady dealings exactly. a lot of time. And most of the time or with another big Pokemon like RCS Duraludon, you know, so it is a little bit of combo-y. It is interesting because you're able to find a lot of pieces a lot of yeah. times. So, like, you know, Starbirth allows you to grab whatever you want. You have Ultra Balls that can grab the Mewtwo V Union pieces mm -hmm. and discard them as well. And different other things like, you know, a Trekking Shoes. You might come across it on that draw, and then you're like, nope, automatic discard pile. Show me the next one. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the downside to this deck is, like, if you have to take a turn off, which if you have to take a turn off doing Peonia... Um, yeah, that, that's, it, it sucks to prize one of problem. your Mewtwo V Union yeah. pieces, but you can Peonia to be able to get that piece and even Palpad. So if you whiff the Mewtwo <laughs> V Union piece that you need, you can Palpad Peony back in and use it a second time, which is Jake, not great, but it give that's, you a chance. If that's your supporter two turns in a row, you've already lost look, a game. Look, desperate times <laughs> yeah, call for desperate fair. measures, Sean. I mean, look, if you're playing Miltank, and they're giving you all the time in the world. You're like, 
right, we we good. Yeah, because I mean your your bench is like your active is one Arceus, your bench is another Arceus, maybe for like Sharon's Care Loop or whatever, and then. I mean, your Mewtwo V Union doesn't hit the field until all the things are in the discard pile. So, yeah. Mil Miltank ain't doing too much damage, really. Yeah. You're sitting pretty. Oh, wild. This is, a, this is a wild deck. It's cool. It's interesting to see that this Mewtwo V Union, um, I think at the time, I, I personally thought that the Greninja V Union might be the more powerful one uh, when it was first announced. But I think, like we said, the fact that there is a there's an attack that's effectively the... There was a tag team GX card back in the day, Umbreon and SP, yeah. Espeon, and, that you could do this, but it cost you six energy. And don't get me wrong, V unions are super annoying to get on the field. But the fact that you could do this ev every turn is nutty. And I'm like, the fact okay. That this, this set of cards can do healing, a yeah. lot of healing, can do spread, a yeah. lot of spread. A, a once per turn amount of like once per game, I should say, amount of spread in previous formats. And then also just straight up deal 300 damage <laughs> like this card can do a lot of things. It's like it's crazy the way that we've seen this card, you know, just pop up and do really, really well the last couple months. Yes. Um, OK, what other? So looking at this tournament now, like I'm going to quickly look at the metagame and just sort of give everybody a quick rundown on where a giant tournament like this. If we're thinking about worlds, right? Like where is the mm -hmm. where does the meta sort of lie? Obviously, as you said, Jake, Arc Inteleon, number one deck, Palkia Inteleon, right on its heels, basically a one two. Um, and both of them. And this have, is in terms of the share. Yes. Like the amount of people that played. But also the win percentage on those decks very high, fifty three and fifty four percent. So, mm -hmm. uh, and then the third most played, which is about half of the other two, is Mew still because people done invested into that Mew deck, and it's it is fun, I'm sure, and fast, but <clears throat> falling off. But Dialga getting as much play as Mew Genesec now, and I think that was a bit of a surprise to see how much play Dialga is getting. So. It's definitely interesting. It's one of those decks that like people hype it up. People really believe it and they they think it's good. But I don't know if anybody's cracked the code yet. There is something there with a V-Star attack that allows you to take a second consecutive turn when you're doing a bunch of damage and looking at the list right now that sean has pulled this is up. sergio's list sergio o. this is sergio's list okay yeah. i wasn't sure whose list we were referring to but looking at this list you know you have kind of that what i was talking about the mew shoes turbo style deck mm -hmm. you know you're playing mew the one from celebrations and you have a bunch of trekking shoes in there to really dig through your deck a whole bunch. You have your Dialga line, Azashian in there to do a quick 230 if you want to. And also Intrepid Sword is really, really good at the first turn of the yeah. game, Sean. <laughs> yeah. And just a bunch of draw power and a super aggressive deck, I would say. Yeah, yeah. It is a very, like, it's hyper aggressive at trying to get all that energy because, you know, Dialga V-Star, if you don't know, if you don't remember what it does, I think we've talked about it. Its first attack does more damage for each metal energy attached to it, which can forty plus. Yeah, which can certainly add up if you are able to sort of take control of the game. And the way that you take control is the V Star attack, which is 
also it's four metal and a colorless. It does 220, which may or may not get you the knockout. Um, but hopefully, like the benefit here is if you're doing that 220, you're hopefully taking the knockout on a Crobat or a V, like something that like doesn't need the setup damage. Mm -hmm. And then you take another turn. So, like, if you can do that, attach a few more energy to really blow up something big, like a 280 or a 300 HP Pokemon or something, all of a sudden now you've taken four to five prizes in two turns, and your opponent hasn't had a turn between to respond. It's so. just a deck. It's, I feel like it's almost high risk, high reward. Yeah. Because, you know, you have to invest those five energies into Dialga, which is not out of the realm of ordinary when you have Metal Saucers in this deck, when you have Raihan in this deck, you know? Um, so it's it's very interesting, but when you can pull it off and you can pop off, I mean, it's, it's a really cool deck. It's a really cool card concept. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a fascinating deck. I think the other card in here... Um, Silene, flipping two coins, put a number of cards up to the number of heads from your discard pile on top of your deck. So as a way to recycle those metal saucers, most likely, um, so that you can just keep metal saucering. And I think this deck is playing two of the Silenes, if I remember correctly. Yes, two of them. Yeah, so it's uh, definitely a deck that I would, I eventually, like, you know, want to play around with. And like you said, one canceling cologne. So it does seem... Jake, like this is the... You have the... to, like, uh, Sander and the... Oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. They came out and they dominated with Mewtwo Milk Tank. So now everybody on their mind... And, like, Blissey also plays a little bit of Milk Tank. Like, another annoying deck that pops up sometimes. Like, it's come to the point where you have to beat Milk Tank. Yeah. In the format. You If you don't... If you, like... Hmm... It's hard to, if you can't beat Mill Tank at least one time. Mm -hmm. You gotta you gotta make them think that you have an answer. And then I think the benefit of this deck, right, is you can hit through Mill Tank once, and then you're kind of like, oh, well, then what, right? Like, well, you have Silene, and you so, can get canceling Cologne back. Exactly, you can get it back. And in those turns, if there's a couple of Mill Tanks, you gotta churn through, churn through a couple of them right get it back attach some extra energy over turns and then you're big enough to knock out the mewtwo v union and you know what also you can silene for silene oh so if you God. you can silene and canceling cologne a bajillion times if, if you, you want <laughs> so long I don't as you think that'd be roll a great heads. idea but like you have to keep you rolling could, heads you, yeah, I mean, don't don't hit tails, but yeah. like you could Silene uh, canceling Cologne a bunch of times. I mean, theoretically, if all you ever hit was heads, you have an infinite <laughs> loop of Silene canceling Cologne. So. If you if you cheat and all of your <laughs> die are... sides have heads, you can have an infinite loop. That's right. So, uh, yeah. So, like, big fan of the 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 Dialga here. Uh, any other decks that you saw from this really big? uh tournament that you you want to talk about if not that's i fine think too. one that we should kind of touch on real quick is the 12th place finisher dreams playing ice rider calyrex uh and yes it's comboed with palkia v star <laughs> okay yeah. which if you want to know my personal opinion i think palkia 
Shady Dealings Inteleon is arguably the best deck in format along with Arceus Inteleon. But we're seeing a mix of people putting in the Ice Rider Calyrex VMAX, which is a card that saw a lot of play, you know, early on, but then it kind of fell off. And now it's like trickling back in, you could say, with the Palkia V-Star. If you do not remember what Ice Rider Calyrex VMAX does for two colorless energy, Ride of the High King 10 plus is the damage. This attack does 30 more damage for each of your opponent's benched Pokemon. So another card that does a little bit of the bench and can buffer you from discarding energies from your second attack. For two water energies, Max Lance 10 plus. You may discard up to two energies from this Pokemon. If you do, this attack does 120 more damage for each card you discarded in this way. So that right there is 250 Max on an attack plus choice belt is 280, which can KO Arceus V-Stars and also Palkia V-Stars. So if you're in yeah. the mirror match, Sean, with Palkia, boom, there's a quick answer for you. And I wonder, so 280, right? Um, I wonder, too, is the purpose of this Calyrex V-Max line to also combat the Flying Pikachu V-Max? Because it's not weak to Lightning. I would agree with that. You know, Azul GG, Azul Garcia Griego winning North American International Championships. We covered the Arceus Flying Pikachu deck that came out of that. Of Well, he had played it to in an event prior, but really got notoriety at that event. You know, winning that Sean putting up a list right there. Mm -hmm. It not only prevents, uh, does it prevent basic Pokemon from hitting you? Yes, uh, it does. Which it's, one? It is the the flying Pikachu. It prevents oh, yes. basic Pokemon from hitting you, but also it's 160 damage, one hit KOs in Origin Form Palkia V Star. So, ha like Sean said, having that Calyrex V Max and being able to, you know, not get one shot and being able to do enough damage to put a lot of pressure on flying Pikachu's um, can go really, really well. And guess what, Sean? Yeah, you can actually knock out one shot a flying pikachu v max with ice rider calyrex because you do the 250 you have your choice belt to make it 280 but also in the ice rider calyrex list you have a one of leon that you could easily find with shady dealings to be able to reach 310 hp to knock out a uh, flying pikachu v max and then also you showed it a little bit earlier but uh, we talked about this a little bit, how people are moving away from the quick shooting. This specific list did play a quick shooting in Teleon. So let's say you're playing the mirror mirror match with this deck and you're facing down an Ice Rider Calyrex VMAX that has 320 HP. Well, this quick shooting in Teleon can get you to 330 HP. Now that's a lot to ask for in a single turn. So <laughs> I don't know how many times you're going to get that, but the possibility is there, Sean. Yeah. Yeah, and that I mean honestly that's what um that's what matters is cuz like you may have situations where you know if you're facing down a Mewtwo V Union, which I think is 300 HP, right? Or is it 310? Mm, I have no it? idea, but it's 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 up there. It's up there. And so, yeah, if you're facing down one of those big beefy boys, uh let me see. I actually want to pull up the Mewtwo V Union there just to 
And while you're looking that up, yeah. you know, I brought up a whole bunch of damage modifiers. It works out really, really well. Okay. So you have flexibility of all these damage modifiers, right? Like if you're facing down a Palkia V-Star, you know, you have the option between Choice Belt or Leon, right? Just depending on whatever you find. Or, you know, if you have something that, you know, you have Choice Belt and maybe you don't need, you know, 310, mm -hmm. you can use Quick Shooting Inteleon instead of a Leon yeah um, and not using your supporter for turn at that point maybe using it later but sean how much hp did mewtwo v union have it had 310 i was trying to think about like if the mewtwo v union has a big charm but that still puts it 10 damage away which is really annoying actually and, uh, yeah i mean they can only heal so much every single That's turn there's 200 so That's true. you can put yourself in a prime position you know um with ice rider calyrex v max so very interesting it's kind of staying around just a little bit especially in this online event and a deck that plays cross switcher vip passes yeah. echoing horn it's very very interesting in my opinion yeah i i would agree that was a that was a pretty cool list there so if you are playing the um palkia list and you're finding that everyone is trying to counter you particularly with the uh, flying pikachu because yeah. I mean, Palkia yeah. Inteleon is, as I said, one like arguably the best deck in the format. Yep. So like maybe give uh, maybe give Calyrex a, a look see. It's it'll be slightly it, less consistent, but you know, and it'll be really cheap as well because I think just last week the uh, the uh, league uh, battle decks. Yeah, the league battle decks of Ice Rider Calyrex and Shadow Rider Calyrex just came out you know we talked about it in previous pods of the podcast and how cool those decks were um so you could go snag those and get your two two i think it comes with two cali two ice rider cali ricks v max right i think so you might be so right if you there. don't have them you could just do that or you could just buy the singles which is probably a way cheaper <laughs> option right because you don't have to buy the whole deck but yeah um Either way, it can help you out, and so that's a it's an interesting little thing that people are playing around with. So it's worth noting. But Sean, Jake, is that going to be all for this podcast? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But but yeah, yeah, yeah. but like you know, folks out there listening, next week going to be a banger. I so. will say next week is since we've already recorded it. I could honestly, I can honestly say this, and not just hyping this up. It might be our best episode of the podcast. Um, it's a really, really cool one. Highly encourage that you stick around for it. And we hope that you're getting hired as well because of the podcast. <laughs> that was a really cool review that we read today. That was awesome. I'm going to post it on Twitter after this. But, Sean, you have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much, everybody else, for listening to the Metapod Podcast, the Pokemon Podcast, the Raw Evolving Metapod. Bye!